0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Last time we talked to Kate Mara, she was very pregnant, but not quite two. We both had third trimester pregnancy bumps, although by that measure alone, I seem to be further along than she was. Now, we sit down with Kate again, and her bump is gone, and in its place, she has a beautiful baby girl. What's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: All right. Last time I saw you was like the next day after well, we recorded your podcast.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. And but but after I left the podcast, um, you gave me you gave me gluten-free vegan cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and I went home after we re- recorded the podcast and I ate one of them. And then I got into bed and my hands and my feet started really itching, like really badly. And I thought damn, like, could that have been, am I having an allergic reaction to that heavenly cinnamon roll? Um, And then I spent the whole night sort of having like itchy hands and feet. And then I'm very nervously Googled, you know, is this a pregnancy thing? Is this a symptom of being, you know, I think I was 36 weeks pregnant at that point. And of course, immediately it said all of these horrific things about what that could mean. And, um, and so I blame you and the cinnamon roll for bringing this thing on because I actually did have what Google told me I had.
0: <laughs> you, you found it right away. What? It yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Because I saw you the next day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um,
1: and I asked you. I was like, said, "Is this a thing? Is this something?" Said I
0: my my hands and feet, especially, are really itchy, and I was like, "Uh oh!" Right away, because I just seen you mm-hmm. and you look fine. Yeah, you told me the the cinnamon roll theory, so. Um, I got worried about it, and to test it out, I <laughs> ate about a 100 of them, and <laughs> I'm still not itchy, but I don't fit into my jeans.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Thank you. As <laughs> it turns out, gluten-free vegan cinnamon rolls are pretty good. They're really good. So um, that was like, we had just talked about your whole birth plan and what you were expecting for your home birth and laboring at home and delivering with a midwife. And then when you found out itchy hands and feet, so we, oh, yeah. you you saw on Google, it's probably cholestasis. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said itchy hands and feet, I thought, uh-oh.
1: Yeah, you immediately yeah. said it as well. Yeah. And so did my my midwife. I texted my midwife that morning and said, should I be worried? And she said, yes, um, it might be cholestasis. And so I went in and got a blood test, but it takes, I don't know, four days or something for the test At to least. come back. At least. Yeah.
0: I don't know why it takes that long but it does. It's infuriating. So what do you do during the 4 days? And and by the way, Google must have been I haven't googled cholestasis but it must be really scary. Um cuz Google's yeah. scary when I just I yeah. you know, when I'm like, oh, black dot on my nail. Right.
1: No, it, it it says and this is true. This is what most doctors will also tell you. Uh, if you have it that it's very dangerous for the baby and they're going to want to induce you immediately. Um, my husband, Jamie had literally just flown to London oh, wow. as his last, um, sort of work thing before the baby was supposed to arrive. And he was only going for three nights, but he was on an airplane when I started having the symptom and I thought, oh, this is really bad luck for him. Cause he's going to land and I'm going to have to tell him, um, you might have to come home immediately because I might have this thing. Luckily for him, they, you know, it, it takes days, as we said. To, to get the blood your test. results. Yeah. yeah. So, but the poor thing was very nervous for the three days that he was there. He just kept thinking I was going to call him and say, you know, you've got to, or I'm rushing to the hospital to get induced.
0: Yeah. You can't even get back that quickly. No. And I mean, poor him, but also poor you. That means oh, yeah. You're
1: kind
0: yeah. <laughs> home alone. Yeah. Itching. Itching.
1: Well, um, Davy, my really? midwife, did give me some remedies. So uh, I forget what it was. Oh,
0: it was like, N- like nettles, nettles, right? Yeah, and dandelion.
1: Dandelion, some kinds of drops that I was I was drinking lots of teas and, and um, drinking lots of the, those drops, which did help the itching. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe I'm getting rid of it. Maybe this is like the cure. But she said that was just gonna help the symptoms symptoms. right
0: so for moms cholestasis is really just uncomfortable but for babies it could be dangerous and so she was trying to get you more comfortable we don't even know if that lowers the levels of the bile salts that they're looking for Mm -hmm. because you can't test it that quickly no so you can feel better and they're like hey maybe i'll test again and i'm doing just fine but you can't
1: no and it's super risky obviously um even if you're just like, well, I don't think I have it anymore because I feel totally normal, uh, no one really knows. So it's, it's sort of this w- weird um, – it's a horrible psychological game that you're sort of having to play with yourself and make this huge deci- decision, which is, you know, do you – of course you don't want to risk your child's safety, um, but you. Al- I also really didn't want to have to be induced or bring the baby into the world when she wasn't ready. Um, so so anyway, before we got the, got the tests back, or no, actually we had to wait for the tests. Once we got them back, we found out that on the scale, I think I had a 20, I was a number 27, which some people, some doctors will tell you that's really bad on a scale from one to 100. 27 is not safe. And then some will tell you 27 is not terrible, even though one to 10 is normal. Um, so it's kind of, you kind of just sort of have to follow your own instincts, um, or just choose the doctor you like best and go with what they tell you. But, um, my doctor and two others that he spoke to all said the same thing, which is, um, we suggest you, you go in and get induced right away for the baby safety. Um,
0: you weren't even term yet.
1: No, I was 36 weeks. Um, it was a Monday that I found this out and I was, On on Friday, I was going to be 37 weeks, and I just really, in my head, I was like, um, I would love to get to 37 weeks, just for her, for the baby's sake. Um, You know, is that safe? And no one could really tell me it was safe.
0: Okay, so (laughs) I just coincidentally
1: Uh
0: had scheduled an episode of our podcast to record on cholestasis.
1: Oh, that was a coincidence?
0: Yeah, that Whoa. was just because of you Wow. Um we didn't talk about the cinnamon rolls, by the way. But, <laughs> you but should have. I know. I know. Um but I will tell you this and we're going to air it right after this.
1: Oh, interesting. I want to listen to that.
0: Know, I'm oh. sure you do. But I'll tell you what you're going to find out is out of all the things that come up during pregnancy, we don't know that much about cholestasis mm. and it's hard to monitor because that test takes so long and we don't know what levels are risky and how risky and because of that i think is why the doctors are always just like let's get it out and here's the here's the bottom line that that he kind of said our guest was that it could cause sudden death for the baby yeah there's no test that says... For other things, we have these non-stress tests that say, your baby's going to be fine for three days, and then we'll test again. Yeah. Non-stress test doesn't mean anything for colostasis. It could just happen. And in, in the odds might be small of it happening percentage But once, who wants to take those? Who off? wants to ever take that yeah. risk as a mom or as a doctor? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to take that risk, which is why it's so dramatic. In your case, kind of luckily, it was 36 weeks already because it yeah. could happen much earlier.
1: Oh, no. I No, I did feel... I felt very lucky that it was so, that I was so far along. I also, as soon as I heard that information that you just gave, which, you know, once you say your baby's in danger, could be in danger, it doesn't matter what the percentage is. My husband and I both said, okay, well, so let's, let's do it then. Let's, you know, do the induction. They, they had suggested, well, do you want to go in tonight? And we just, we both thought, well, let's hold on a sec. Like, we'll come in tomorrow. Give us a couple hours to get our, Life together. I mean, we literally had nothing ready for the baby. We thought we had at I, least a week. I mean, I was in my mind, I was gonna have everything ready for her by uh, by the time I was thirty seven weeks, just in case. Um, but I still had a week left. So, two thirty yeah. seven weeks. Yeah. So I had planned that whole week. I was gonna get everything ready for her, and um, but they don't
0: really need very much.
1: Nothing. No. Nah. They just need you, which is what I learned quickly. I thought, oh, actually, what do we need? We need diapers.
0: Yeah, and, and the hospital gives a blanket, you maybe. A of You're right, and a blanket.
1: Oh yeah, you. You, Your wife actually told me a funny story because I saw your wife as well. We had scheduled a um, an ap- the afterbirth plan yeah. session with her literally the day before. We had no idea the day before um, we went into the hospital, and she had told me a story about one of your kids. Maybe it was the first one that literally all you had was a towel. When the baby was born. She said she sent you out to get something.
0: Oh, yeah. He came (laughs) earlier than we expected. Not quite that early. Mm -hmm. In fact, when he came, she started having contractions. And I was like, uh, because they were were like seven minutes apart. And it was like an hour or two. I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't build the shelves yet. I'm like, I'm going to run to Home Depot. She's like, you're not going anywhere. So we we didn't really have anything. We labored for, it was a long time. Long birth that one, but
1: uh, yeah, she said you guys were fine with just the towel, just, that yeah. bath towel that
0: all you we knew, We shared it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sharing um, is
0: caring. So my yeah. wife didn't feed you anything. No, no. God damn it.
1: <laughs> um, what was we ta- What were we talking about? Oh yeah, so we we decided we would go into the hospital the next night just to give ourselves a little bit of time to prep the house for whatever was going to happen. So we did, and um. You know, it was kind of exciting because we knew that our baby was going to arrive at some point, Um, but I also was very determined to still keep it as, I mean, I don't know how you have, I guess everyone has different ways of describing a natural birth, but I wanted to keep it as natural as possible, even though we were going to be in a hospital and eventually I would be induced. Um, I wanted to take our time if we could so um that was sort of the game plan going in
0: which is also kind of it it kind of speaks to how unknown this condition is because it's not like we need to do an emergency c-section right right now it's like we think you shouldn't do soon
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but they feel more comfortable because they're monitoring the baby while you're there um and so just in case something were to happen you're there so I guess that's, that was sort of the peace of mind. It was like, this might take three days to get her out. But, but
0: you'll be monitored the yes. whole time.
1: Yes. And we can do an emergency C-section if we have to. Right. Um, so I had, we had both packed our bags thinking. I said, okay, well, let's just pack our bags for three nights just in case we're mm. there for a while. Well, we should have packed our bags for longer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no.
1: But we were, we were prepared. I, you know, my husband even brought. A towel. He brought a comforter and a pillow for, oh, him wow. for himself because he was told. One of our friends gave us good advice and said, you, You'll you basically be sleeping on the floor. So yeah. bring a sleeping bag.
0: Yeah. Or a little uh, futon, love seat. Sofa. Yes.
1: Yes. The love seat.
0: <laughs> Have the movers come in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: My pull out the couch. Uh, all right. Let's take a little break and we're going to come right back and talk about your labor and birth. Great. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Kate Mara. When we left off, uh, you had made the decision that you need a night to pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go have our baby. Yeah. Um, so curious what was in your bags besides the comforter and the you. But let's get into the birth. <laughs> what happened when you got to the hospital?
1: Um, we got to the hospital and they sort of checked us in. To the room um, that I would be, I guess, laboring in. And um, our midwife met us there. They wanted to, now you're going to have to help me with these words because I can't really remember them at this point, but they wanted to give me something, either Servidel or whatever the other one is
0: uh Cytotek?
1: yes one of those and i don't remember which one i actually ended up taking but i took one of those was
0: it did you take one based on was it your choice like would uh, um, you make a dealer's choice <laughs>
1: i asked my i asked my midwife which one is better for me or for the baby i mean mm-hmm. and she told me and now i just don't remember Mid-over which one choice. it was okay but what is it supposed to do
0: uh, so, uh soften, soften your cervix, cervix. right
1: right so, so before they gave me pitocin or anything else
0: because you're like a brick wall
1: mm-hmm.
0: at that point, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, your cervix needs to thin out, ripen, soften. Those, are, I think, are all synonymous before it can start to open, before yes. it can dilate. So, and some
1: women are lucky and ha- at that, that early stage already have sort of like a softening. I did not. I was right on track for a normal sort of first-time pregnancy. Yeah,
0: yeah, you hadn't even hit term yet, and yeah. your cervix was still doing its job and keeping your kids safe, mm-hmm. you know, in. Yeah. So you first had to soften it before you can try to open it, right? And so you did one of those.
1: C, did one of those drugs? <laughs> At <laughs> and it was about eight p.m. or so, and then they did a quick. I'm not sure why, but they did an ultrasound to see what the baby. Oh, to see what the baby's position was.
0: So they checked your cervix before yeah. they did all that, and they found out not soft, not open.
1: Yeah, which da- Which my midwife had already checked for me. I think the day before, Mm -hmm. um, just so that we all kind of knew. So I already was prepared for that one. I kind of knew that that was the case. Um,
0: Baby in a good position on ultrasound?
1: Yeah. Well, well, it depends on who you ask. (laughs) Um, Now that I went through it, I would say absolutely not.
0: not
1: (laughs) She was posterior. um,
0: Which means that the hard part of her skull was against your spine, right? Pelvis.
1: Which I had only really, I only knew about that and what that means for labor because of your podcast because so many people talk about the experience that they have with back labor Mm -hmm. and all that and it's something that i just i never feared it um it never crossed my mind that she would be that way i was always just sort of thinking positively that she was in the exact right position and um i wouldn't have that but her hand was also up as well against her face oh wow i didn't know that Mm -hmm. um but when we saw that we all kind of thought, all right, well, we have time. Let's try and, like, get her to move somehow. Um, my okay. doula was there as well.
0: What kind of things did you do?
1: Um, well, throughout the two – because I was there for two days sort of laboring. Um, we, What did we do? She had me um, doing some weird, like, yoga-type positions and um, –
0: Like, hips higher Mm, than your shoulders, kind
1: of? Yeah. What else did she have? me? I don't even remember. But I do remember feeling like it was a little bit of, like, a yoga workout sesh, which I kind of loved. Hey, what's
0: wrong with (laughs) that? Yeah,
1: I was into (laughs) it. Um, Sadly, we could tell she wasn't moving because eventually once I started feeling contractions, they were all in my back. Um, But it took me a very long time to feel any of the contractions I was having.
0: Well, were you having contractions? Did they... At this point, start Pitocin for you? Um,
1: Well, so, sorry, rewind, because it took forever for them to give me Pitocin, because we really wanted to wait as long as we could.
0: A, for your soft cervix, and B, for your baby to rotate a little? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Also, I knew when they started Pitocin, we would only have sort of a certain amount of time before... The clock starts. Yeah. Ticking. Before that C-section thing gets closer and closer, and... um, so we really wanted to avoid that. And my doctor was very respectful of that. You know, every time he came in to sort of check how I, how I was doing, um, he knew we told him that I wanted to avoid a C-section as, uh, uh, you know, as long as the baby was safe, I really wanted to avoid that. And I wanted this to be as sort of, again, natural as possible, which is hard to do. <laughs> when your baby's not ready to come out. Sure. Um, but we decided after taking whatever one of those things I took, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> the blue checked, pill or the red pill. <laughs> yeah. Whichever pill they gave me. Um, I guess it was the next morning at this point, they came, uh, the midwife that's assigned to you in the hospital who was amazing. Shout out to Susan, Su- Susan at Cedars. Oh, I know Susan. Oh, I She's loved great. her. She was amazing. Um, she checked me and was like, well, that didn't work because you're not even, I wasn't even one centimeter at that point. Oh. Yeah. And so then I said, well, what, what can we do? Can we do the, I heard about the Foley balloon, mm-hmm. which I also heard was horrible, uh, that it felt horrible, but I was like, I'll do anything, anything to try and, you know,
0: get things help going. It. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they some
0: people say it's horrible some people don't.
1: Yeah, I've now that I've actually experienced it, I wouldn't say it's horrible. See? Yeah. But
0: well, you're pretty tough. Apparently. I felt like it was horrible just watching somebody get it placed.
1: Getting it taken <laughs> out, I think everyone was more horrified. Oh really? Yeah. Well once Wait, I saw so you it. You did the fully I did it, yeah.
0: Did it cause you to have contractions at all? Uh huh. Okay. And you got a lot right away?
1: Uh yeah, I was definitely contracting. At that point I did I didn't know. It was interesting. I had because nothing was happening at, before then. I was having contractions before the Foley balloon, but I couldn't feel any of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you they just kept see
0: them on the monitor. Yeah,
1: and they kept everyone kept asking me, "Oh, did you feel that one?" Because they thought it looked like a bigger one, and I couldn't feel any of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh, maybe I'm really lucky, and I just don't. feel any of them. <laughs> I'm like a freak and can't feel any of oh, the contractions. So you didn't
0: feel it on your back either at that no, point. No, nothing.
1: nothing. Um." And so I even invited my mom – I told my mom and my sister to come by and hang out with us because we were just hanging out in the in the hospital room at this point. All the Roonies. All the Roonies, yeah. And, uh, of course, the second they arrived, I, had, <laughs> I literally had a balloon shoved in me uh-huh. and then instantly started feeling the contractions in my back.
0: And we don't know if it was the balloon or your family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Combination? <laughs> Combo, Yeah. But it w- that was actually um, a really amazing thing because they both were there and um, sort of helping me. My doula wasn't there at this point. So my mom and my sister were both sort of taking turns um, massaging my lower back during contra- contractions, which was really, really helpful. Um, and that went on for quite some time. And then when they checked me again, I had I had, I mean, hours later. I had, uh, dilated, mm, not that much, but a little bit more.
0: Sometimes podcasting reminds me of cooking shows <laughs> where they like put everything together and put it in the top of it and you just open the bottom of it and it's
1: <laughs> all cooked and ready. But
0: yeah, then it was four centimeters. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was like a day and a half later.
1: Oh yeah. It was, yeah, it was a day and a half later. Um, and then what happened?
0: Oh, then they want... So four centimeters, the balloon comes out. Yes. So that's not supposed to be all that painful, so...
1: What? The balloon coming out? Yeah. No, it was just kind of shock, more shocking than anything else. Mm-hmm. I just... Because I didn't know what was in there. I didn't know what it looked like. And then when they took it out, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then... Because that's four centimeters, like a little bigger than a Ritz cracker. Yeah. Uh, all my analogies.
1: Like, <laughs> it's not just
0: food, but carbohydrate-based. <laughs> Um, so you, you take the blue out. So now you're not on Pitocin Mm -hmm. and you don't have an epidural Mm -hmm. and you're four centimeters and contracting, Mm -hmm. which is pretty kind of marvelous considering you went in with nothing, nothing doing. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so then at the, Oh, then at this point my doula had arrived and she, um, was there for a bit and then she, she went to plug something in the wall and it, uh, almost electrocuted her like something blew up and um what? yeah and the nurses all freaked out and said we had to leave the room and i thought we to oh, leave
0: okay. the room yeah. everybody had to leave the room Oh
1: yeah no one was allowed to be in that room because they were nervous about it, it was oh. like basically it wasn't a fire but there were sparks wow and so i thought oh this is a bad sign wow um maybe
0: it's a good like thunderbolts and lightning for your baby
1: for my fiery ginger for your- baby yes yeah which she, yeah, she's a ginge. You, so. could,
0: you see? <laughs> there you that's go. That's what it was, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was just saying hello. Um, yeah, so we left that room and went to a different room. Um,
0: you had to bring all four bags with you to the <laughs> totally. next room. What a schlep.
1: <laughs> Um Yeah, and then by the time we got in that room, that's when they said, okay, we got to start the Pitocin at this point because it's been a while. Um So, and I had only, I was only, I think at, I don't even think I was at four at that point. I think it was more like a little under four. Susan, the midwife, was being generous with her measurements. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Um,
0: Psychological
1: first day. Yeah. Uh, So then when they started the Pitocin, I, again, I just didn't really feel that either um they turn it up to a certain point right it goes from one. well to yeah you
0: start at almost nothing right i mean literally a very tiny amount mm-hmm. of fluid and then wait and see how you do for at least 30 minutes mm-hmm. if you're doing well and the baby's doing well they up it Jack a little it more and then wait another 30 minutes it takes time
1: yeah well at one point i would think it was on like a 16 and i still was just sort of chilling like don't really feel much and oh. they just kept going like well you must have a really high um Pain, uh, pain threshold. And Maybe
0: was like, it was still the cinnamon roll. Did you tell them about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so that famous cinnamon roll. Yeah. Um, it's
0: going to take over the coyote salad.
1: You know? <laughs> oh, I never got to have that. <laughs> kind
0: of you of didn't salad. need it. Maybe no. instead of the balloon,
1: <laughs> I, should, I should have tried that. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they jacked it up pretty high and everyone was a little bit kind of worried a little, that I, I wasn't feeling anything when it was up at 16 Um, but we just kind of, we just kept taking our time and hoping that it was working. And I just was going to be one of those lucky people that didn't feel labor or, or as intensely. (laughs) Um, and then at this point it was, I think it had been two days and the doctor was definitely a little bit eager to move things along. He was getting, Oh, they decided to break my, try and break my water. Which didn't go so well.
0: How do you mean? <laughs> Were there sparks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there was a diff. There was a different midwife assigned at this point because uh, it was yeah, and more she, than
0: twenty four hours.
1: Yeah, and she couldn't do it, or she tried to and said she didn't know if it worked, and then she said her hand went numb. What? While she was doing it, which was not. Really a nice thing to hear. I was just sort of like, what is happening? Um, I'm not
0: afraid to work on you anymore. I
1: don't know if my
0: insurance covers any of
1: this. (laughs) I was like, surely you'll know if it breaks. Wouldn't you see water? Like some kind of liquid? Anyway, no one knew if it worked or not. So um, we just thought, well, we'll just wait a few hours and see if it speeds things up. And it didn't speed things up. Um,
0: but you're seeing the contractions on the yeah. monitor, so mm-hmm. you know they're happening. And they
1: were looking like they were big contractions as well, but it's but hard to say, right? It's an
0: external monitor, so they don't really tell you how much pressure there is. Mm-hmm. But can you feel them on your belly? Like as I could happen? feel them, With yeah. your hand? Uh-huh. So you feel your uterus tightening up yeah. and letting go, tightening up and letting go.
1: Yeah, and every once in a while, I was definitely breathing through some things, but it was not, you know, I was able to have full-on conversations and, you know, it was not what it should be. Maybe
0: because the massages we did were so intense, <laughs> you're like, "This is nothing." <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, maybe it prepped me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, the next morning, um, the other midwife came in, Susan, and we, you know, she was aware of the. She we, came back. She came back because that's how much time had passed. Right. Her shift was now back on. No kidding. Now this was into the. We were into the. Did third you sleep day. at all? Um, uh, like periodic, barely. Mm-hmm. No, barely. Um So she, I said, yeah, I think you should go in and see if you can, if it's broke, if the waters have broken, or if they haven't, maybe you can get it done.
0: <laughs> Come on, Susan.
1: And We're she did all
0: rooting for you. She yeah, did. She and just it was, went
1: right on in, and she was like, "That's what a nail is for." And I thought, "Oh, oh wow. gnarly." Oh,
0: well, thanks for sharing. Gnarly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. pretty I thought gross. they
0: had the amni hook for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they, the other, the other midwife did mention a hook, and yeah, I thought, "That's oh, what my they God. use." So Apparently that one didn't work.
0: No, but the nail.
1: The nail worked old-fashioned way. So then, it, then all of a sudden, I started feeling oh. in very intense back labor, like really crazy. Do you know how
0: much fluid you had before labor started? On
1: the no, um, I just remember them saying it was no, it was very normal.
0: Okay, did the log come out? No. Oh really? Um, just a side note because you called when you first got there
1: oh yeah because i thought maybe maybe berlin can come in and you
0: have this posterior baby and we chatted about it for a minute i was like it's early maybe when the baby comes down it'll rotate Mm -hmm. and and then i was like call if you need anything and i assumed like two days later i don't want to bother you but i assumed like you were all busy breastfeeding and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) i did not know you were still halfway through your birth oh yeah had no. no idea.
1: Yeah. Well, at that point, it was I was pretty delirious, um, so I didn't think to text you. How weird.
0: Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea. I was because it was like you know I have all night, and then in the morning I have patients, mm-hmm. but then there was, all there was a whole another night. No, yeah. should have had you come by.
1: Um but that after that happened after after we successfully broke the water that's when i really 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 started feeling it and i thought oh great this is stuff is happening this is a good thing that i'm feeling this because hopefully that means you know she's um sort of on her way um sadly that wasn't really the case because um
0: but you're feeling it in your back oh yeah we somewhat happy to be feeling them i was at first but not happy that they were in your back
1: yeah i mean i was happy at first but then it got so intense that i couldn't even i thought i was going to pass out from the pain and i just couldn't i I really i thought i was going to i kept thinking i was going to throw up and pass out and i knew well that wouldn't be good if i passed out because then i won't be able to even if she's ready to come out or whatever i won't be awake
0: (laughs) so what do you do to not pass out
1: um My husband was just sort of, well, I also felt like I couldn't move. So like all of these things you sort of prepare um, for when you're in pain and labor, you know, moving around and um, maybe squatting or doing all of these positions that I sort of was ready to use. I couldn't, I just, every time a contraction came, which they came very, very quickly, there was really barely any downtime. It would my whole body would freeze up. Mm. Um, so I, I was at this point. I think I was on, the only position I could be in was sort of like hanging over the end of the bed. Um, and uh, it got it got really bad that everybody. Oh, they decided to check me because they thought, okay, well, if she's not past seven centimeters at this point, or even six, mm-hmm. this is not a great sign because she's not. You're not going to be able to. You know, withhold this sort of pain for much longer right. it's the third day, so they checked me, and i I was barely five centimeters still, Ooh. which was pretty devastating, but I also said i said if i'm not I agree with you guys, if I'm not past five or six we need to we need to do something to move things along, so we decided. We decided to then get an epidural because the doctor said, well, there's a very, you know, there is a chance that if you get the epidural, maybe your body will relax enough, right, to open up more.
0: Yeah. I sure have seen that happen.
1: Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, let's try that. And it's sort of our last option at this point.
0: I think we should take a break. Do it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to come right back with Kate Merritt and talk about the second half <laughs> or second two thirds, who knows, of your birth. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Kate Mayer. So, you get an epidural. First of all, what is it like to get the epidural at that point?
1: Well, at that point, I was in... Oh. That's the baby. Uh, uh, What was it like? Um, I I thought it was very painful, the actual... Placing of it? Yeah.
0: Because you were already, like, having...
1: I mean, they wanted me to sit... First of all, just them wanting me to sit down... Like on my ass.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because was just. You said only one position was comfortable, and that probably wasn't it.
1: I mean, I could not believe. Sit
0: hunch over like a cat.
1: Yeah, that was the worst. I couldn't believe they were asking me
0: to do that. And don't move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever you do. Yeah.
1: Um, So yeah, that was bad. But then, of course, as as soon as you feel the relief, um, that that obviously felt amazing, and I did fall asleep pretty quickly. Um, but then I woke up because I was on fire. I was so hot, um and then you I get itchy, not itchy, no, but my legs just felt like everything felt swollen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and really hot, which made me quite nervous. I thought, oh God, is this what's supposed to happen?
0: right, I mean, after the outlet exploded, <laughs> and the midwives went numb from touching Seriously. you <laughs> i don 't blame you for wondering,
1: yeah. And, um, well, it wasn't that normal. I mean, I I had a fever. They, they, they checked me and I had a fever, which made people not that nervous. And I, and I thought, well, I feel like it should make you a little bit nervous, but they said sometimes that happens when people get epidurals, whatever.
0: But you know, like they get nervous pretty easily. So if they're not nervous. yeah.
1: My mother was there though. And she was nervous. She was not happy about it. Mm. Um, and then they said, don't worry, we're going to keep an eye on it. Did your
0: mother stay that whole time?
1: She kept leaving and coming back.
0: Like going home and coming back? No. Or leaving the room?
1: Leaving the room. At one point I asked her, when I was in really intense pain, I asked her to wait outside because I, I don't know, I just didn't want her to worry about me. Mm. Um,
0: I wish you were more thoughtful.
1: <laughs> but then she instantly came back. Because
0: um, she was worried not being there.
1: I think my husband was like, you need to come back in.
0: <laughs> shit is in
1: the fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then they said, okay, well, obviously we're going to do, we have to do an, uh, a C section, emergency C section is what they called it, and then when,
0: because of the fever,
1: because of the fever, because okay. it was climbing, and climbing. So how
0: long after the epidural was? I don't
1: know. I think it was. It felt to me, it felt very quick, but maybe it was like an hour or so, because um, I did sleep for a little while. Everyone sort of slept for a little while, mm. um, and then they were, you know, woken up to me, to everyone sort of freaking out that I had a fever and it was an emergency C-section and
0: emergency emergency or just like not scheduled C-section mm. or somewhere in between.
1: I don't know. I think it was the baby
0: was looking the
1: baby okay. was fine. Yeah. The baby was fine. Um, I think they were worried about me and whether the fever was going to go above a certain number. Mm. Cause by the time I went into the actual, well, the when they were prepping me, it was at 102, mm. which made them nervous. Cause it was, Climbing. Climbing.
0: What's um, when they said C section? Because now you've gone from home birth <laughs> to, okay, we'll go to the hospital and you, as natural as possible yeah. to all the induction drugs and techniques yeah. to the epidural, water breaking epidural. Um, you went down the entire <laughs> Plan. I yeah. mean, it's kind of it's part of the plan, right? and That mm-hmm. if you need to do these things, you do them. Yeah. Um, but you hope not to get to the end of the flow chart Yeah. When you found out this is going to be a quick cesarean right now, were you okay with that? It was were
1: interesting because you- I I, remember, I know a lot of people that have had you know C sections that are not planned that they don't want to have happen and. and most of those people have, most of my friends have said at that point though, I just wanted the baby out. I was excited. I just wanted, I was actually asking for the C-section. I was like, get it out of me. Um, and it's like a relief. But to me it was, no, I was really, um, I, I think I just kept very calm for most of those three, day, three days. Um, but right before I went in for the C-section, I just, that's when I sort of, um, the dev- sort of the devastation of it. Um, and the disappointment of not being able to experience a birth the way or any way that I had hoped. Um, and also I was really scared. It was more of that. I was so scared to have the C-section, to have this surgery. Um, yeah, I was genuinely terrified of, of, of just like what that meant and what could happen and all of these things. Um, and then of course, just being tired, I think made me that much more um scared i think
0: i'm really kind of impressed with how much detail you remember
1: yeah well i think because i had only i only took because it was all so sort of um well, i didn't take any any medicine or anything up until the very last second Everything was very um Yeah, but you clear. also
0: didn't sleep for three days. I
1: think I'm okay
0: you now. No. Yeah. Things were going not quite how you planned. It's just to be so mm. conscious mm-hmm. of what's happening and, and so far you forgot one detail which <laughs> C drug it all started with.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It always makes me wonder if maybe if we went back and started with the other right. C drug
1: <laughs> choose <laughs> um, your own adventure. <laughs> that's right.
0: Listen, next week for Kate's <laughs> alternate ending. <laughs> Um so but I mean you're just so I think people just even if they have a totally unmedicated birth mm. still don't really remember.
1: Yeah. It's all pretty clear as much as still. You,
0: are, you do. So it sounds like a little bit of frustration and and disappointment and a, a lot of fear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was just super sad. Um and so yeah, but I remember that moment very clearly because I'd burst out crying and I was like, I'm scared. My mom was there my husband were there. And, um, and my mom thought, oh God, she didn't tell me this at the time, but afterwards, once we were all safe and baby was out, um, she thought I was having some sort of like premonition that something was going to go wrong. Um, she thinks I'm sort of witchy like that, which I, I can be, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree
0: with mom. <laughs> so
1: my poor mom was like, "Oh no, she's scared because she should be." <laughs> 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 uh, which you know, obviously, I'm fine now, and the baby's fine. So I didn't really have a premonition, but it didn't go perfectly.
0: The cesarean.
1: Yeah, because I did. Um, like I said, I had a fever, and um, and then once they got the baby out, I ble- I wouldn't stop bleeding. Um, Wait a second.
0: What was i mean, how conscious were were you of the procedure?
1: oh, I was I had those terrible shakes that you get when I guess from when, the drugs, yeah, um so i I literally couldn't stop I couldn't you're supposed to hold your arms out, um, oh, they
0: didn't strap you down no,
1: and um and yeah, I could not keep my arms down uh I remember it all pretty clearly, even though I was, my husband will say I was, I looked like I was, I did not look like I knew what was going on at all. Like my eyes were rolling back. Oh gosh. Yeah. He was like, this is not what I was um, imagining. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Was
0: he the only, was he the only one with you? Did they, no doula, no mom? Uh,
1: No, no, it was just him. Um,
0: Not that he's not enough. (laughs) I wonder if they allowed more than one support person.
1: No, they didn't, and, um, yeah, so I remember I could hear everything they were saying. Again, it's so bizarre, because, like, there's a sheet up, so you can't see them, and they're talking about you like they're not cutting your body open, and I'm not saying they were disrespectful, but it's just the, like, the way that they are in a hospital, I think, um, talking to each other.
0: Well, they're matter of fact about the, yeah. for them, the operation, mm-hmm. which is for you, your birth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just kept
1: thinking like, I can hear, like I'm, I can hear you at one point. Someone said what my fever, what the temperature was and that they, we had to move quickly. And I was like, Oh fuck, what?
0: (laughs) I'm right here. Oh my
1: God. Um, not what you want to hear. No. And then they kind of kept saying, someone kept saying like, you got, you know, try, try and relax, try and relax, try and stop shaking. And I was just like, in what world I physically can't, um,
0: I always wonder about surgeons because a lot of times they work on people who are knocked out. Right. So, like, they can say whatever they want to, really. Oh,
1: that's true.
0: And then, but here you're there, you just on the other side of the curtain, which maybe seems like a world away.
1: Uh-huh. I don't know. Right, right, right.
0: Because it really is on one side of that curtain, it's an operating theater,
1: mm-hmm. and there's
0: surgery happening. On the other side, you're just, like, waiting for your baby to be born. hmm It's very different contrast. Very. Maybe, like noise canceling headphones <laughs> maybe
1: that's a good but then you don't hear the baby crying
0: well as soon as they come out you... <laughs> take
1: them out <laughs>
0: oh. anyway um, so but but did you physically feel what they were doing
1: i could just feel some i could feel my body sort of like moving a little bit but no i couldn't feel a thing okay which was my one of my big fears was that i was gonna feel it because my mom when i was when i was taken out of my mom she had a c-section with all of us but when they did it to her, when I was born, she could feel. It didn't work, <gasps> and she could feel everything. Oh my god,
0: that's like everyone's worst fear: is yeah. getting cut yeah. and feeling it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Okay, so luckily you didn't. feel No, that. no, no, no. Did and then you heard the baby? I heard her. Yeah. Um, what that seem like for you? comforting?
1: Well, it totally comforting. Um, and but also, I was just like. When am I going to stop shaking? Because I cannot, all I could think of was like, like my, I thought my teeth were going to pop out. Like mm-hmm. my jaw was clenched so tight from the shakes. Wow. Um, and then I thought, well, I definitely can't hold her because I can't move my My arms are so sort of like locked. Um, my husband brought her over to me and, and he kind of held her on my chest. And it was, ama- it was amazing, but it just was not at all what I imagined it would be.
0: Well, you imagined home birth.
1: So. I imagined home birth, but also I could barely keep my eyes open to look at her.
0: Right, so the contrast is pretty strong. Oh, my God. Like, had you imagined an uh, epidural hospital, right? whatever, this wouldn't have been that, that far, far away. But you went from, like, one end uh-huh. of the spectrum to the other.
1: They also, while she was on me, is when I started bleeding. Oh, yeah. On the table. So, And I could hear them say, bring the doctor back.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: And I was like, "Oh fuck! What does that mean? What's right. happening?" But he had
0: already. Well,
1: he was. Yeah, I guess because they were. I don't know if they. Were, I don't know what happened because I w- couldn't see and I didn't actually ask afterwards. But I think everything seemed great, and he sort of walked out of the room to de scrub or whatever they do, mm-hmm. and that's when I started bleeding a lot.
0: So you were like, she we was don't on, know. She was on my you desk. might have already been like sewn up.
1: I don't really think i was you but were, maybe
0: maybe somebody else was handling that like a stitching professional <laughs> <laughs> this is a
1: really good question maybe i don't know we should have found yeah. out mm. um but so so yeah i do remember just hearing like get him back and they had to
0: control your bleeding, bleeding. Mm-hmm. so another scary moment
1: yeah and my husband my i mean my poor husband just like what yeah. is going on um but you know it worked out i just ended up having to get a blood transfusion after which I guess you don't really want, but it helped me out. Sure. So
0: it's one of those things you don't want, but when you need it, you do it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. How every time you're in the middle of something really scary and kind of awful sounding, you're like, Oh, my poor mother, my poor husband.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's sort of, um, you know, you, I, I was, especially after the fact, but I was so aware of, what he was um, kind of doing, and and what I thought he might be seeing, he didn't. See, I don't think he was looking at what was going on over the sheet. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you could ask him; he's in the other room. But oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of curious as to what their experience is, because to me, it's all so shocking and sort of traumatic. And I, you know, later found out that it was for them as well, just in a different way.
0: All right. Well, now I want to find out about postpartum, but I feel like we should take one more break. Cool. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're back with Kate Mara in surprise, husband Jamie Bell. Hi guys. (laughs) Your father again. Congratulations.
2: Thank you, man. Thank you. Actually
0: holding the product.
2: She's here. She's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I, I can't imagine she's going to stay silent for much longer, but we'll see how it
0: <laughs> goes on. Oh, well, that's quickly. So we just narrowed down, like, uh, I don't know, like a nine-day birth experience into 35 minutes. Um, <laughs> and it just took all these different turns. I always wonder what it was
2: like for you. Oh,
1: no. Uh, <laughs> he might need a drink. No,
2: I mean, it was incredibly... Um, Stressful. I mean, I, I think that pre- predominantly most of the pregnancy, I mean, I don't want to speak for Kate I and mean, I wasn't in your body at all, but, but f- from my understanding, it was relatively straightforward and, uh, I hadn't presented many complications beforehand. And, um, and you were very healthy, you were eating really good and you were exercising a lot and walking a lot. And we, uh, you know, we had Davy Carlson was our midwife and she Everything was like it right, was easy, yeah. yeah, right on the money. Every time we'd go see a doctor, we're like right on the money, like she, even the, the, the baby was ahead of schedule, in fact. Mm-hmm. So it just, there was no, you know, I kind of almost checked out in a way during the pregnancy. <laughs> I was like, well, this is just going right down the line, like right on the money. Um. And this coleostasis, is that how you pronounce it? Coleostasis? Uh, sure. Coleostasis. 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 Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Put your own spin on it. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, that is a cruel, like, U-turn. It's just a cruel thing that comes in right at the last minute and goes, boo, surprise, I'm here. And it just, it changes the entire trajectory of the rest of your, Experience. I mean, for David Carlson, someone who's worked in this industry in this field for what over twenty years, maybe pro- probably more. I forget the number, but she said uh, in her experience, she can count the the amount of women who've encountered this on one hand. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's a studied thing. It didn't seem like when we went to the doctors that it, there was much to know. It was just like you have this. You have to now change your birth plan and get the baby out.
0: Yeah. So you were doing daddy duties in the other room, but we talked about the fact that really not too many people talk about it ahead mm. of time because mm. it's not that common. Mm. And we don't know that much about it. We yeah. just know that it could have mega consequences. So it's like, act fast, mm. you
2: know. Well, I guess they can't replicate those circumstances. They can't that have I mean. a preg- impregnated woman who's 37 to 38 weeks down the line to or do any to testing. To do a study. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I guess makes it tricky. But I would say, I mean, you have to, because I haven't been listening to your conversation, so if I'm kind of covering ground (laughs) that you guys have already covered, just cut me off. But uh, what's interesting is that when we went into the hospital, our doctor, he was certainly advocating to give the birth that, kate had wanted which Mm. i kind of actually really appreciated
0: yeah Um, and it's interesting there's not that many doctors at least here in los angeles who back up midwives Mm. who back up home birth Mm. and so he has that mindset of Mm. really wanting to support what you want within the realm of safety Mm -hmm. sure so but uh kate talked about how things just took one turn after another um you know being induced but not really feeling any contractions and then you know the water not really breaking (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and uh and then, when things picked up, they picked up quick um, for for you you know how do you support Kate during that time? I mean honestly, she kept saying how she was she was like. Poor Jamie <laughs> having to watch this.
2: I, I love that she was thinking about me. In the, in
1: <laughs> well, because you you did have remember you did have some pregnancy symptoms. You had a stomachache.
2: Oh that. yeah, I had a real bad stomachache oh, during labor. But listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on about my my, <laughs> yeah. my problems at that. particular I thought you moment. were gonna say poor Kate having to watch me with my belly hurting. Yeah, yeah. no, I just I couldn't actually. Stop uh, having bell movements, which is very <laughs> odd. Uh, oh. Anyway, um, at least some, one of you had stuff. Yeah, yeah, something was moving in me, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think as a birth partner and the person who's next to the person, you know, giving birth. Like if if, if things had gone down the line, the role is much different. The role is, you know, there's, you're present, you are a supporter and you're kind of like a nurse in a way you are getting things, you are tending to the person who's going through something extraordinary. But in the hospital, your role really does shift. It shifts much more dramatically into an advocate role where you're literally speaking on behalf of that person because they're going through something incredibly, in our case, quite traumatic. And at a point at times where she wasn't able to respond and I think w- there was just one more thing that she had to think about and she couldn't think about. So then she would look to me and go to tell them what to do, which was, um, I mean, I love that I was given that position, but also it was a terrifying one because I'm no doctor. I'm not inside of her body. I don't, you know, it was, it was a, a role of real kind of responsibility. And then you, you I was kind of texting with, Davy, I was texting with other people who'd gone through similar things. Uh, Kate's mum was also with us. So I had lots of kind of different opinions flying about the room, but ultimately you want to... Advocate and represent for you know your wife who's going right, through this.
0: You're, you're, whatever you decide is going to have consequences. Sure, but like to really epidural,
2: a, to not epidural, yeah. to increase the pitocin, to not increase, like things like that, where uh, you don't have
0: a lot of medical training. Zero.
2: And, uh, I mean, I could probably play a doctor <laughs> on <maybe>. TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And that counts for something.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and I think Jim Gavigan once said, uh, you know, I was the birth coach, which is another way of saying standing there terrified, you know, and sure, that, sure. that was at a plain old home birth. Sure. So when you have things moving quickly and you have to make decisions, it really mm. is kind of.
2: I think there was a point in the pregnancy where we you'd had your epidural and you were, uh, it just felt like, okay, we've been through a couple of days of crazy town. Now it's 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 uh, it's kind of smooth sailing from here. Like it's going to be a little easier. Mm. And um, and I remember taking a, like what seemed like a twenty minute nap because yeah. we hadn't slept for like two days or something, uh, and then waking up to like suddenly her mum like kind of insane like put putting cold uh, towels and, and cold cloths on your head and on your feet and on your body because I woke up and she like suddenly developed this you've covered this obviously but your fever had kicked in, and that was a point where I was like I was so kind of delirious I had <laughs> kind of lost track of like what the last two events were. Because um, you also didn't sleep then for those three. No, days. I mean we had we had our doula as well, who was great, and she really I don't know how she powers through, but she really did power through on completely zero sleep. Yeah. I would kind of catch 30 minutes on the couch or a couple hours on the couch here are there but
0: did you but no. just out of curiosity before your stomach erupted on you, you <laughs> yeah because i gave you two cinnamon buns you didn't have the other no he okay just no. making sure that you know i didn't know it wasn't
2: it wasn't the cinnamon buns. okay <laughs> no.
0: so we can check one thing off yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. But, yeah. But i still to this day i don't know what this is. i've never been to the bathroom as many times in my life well, as when i did when i went to the a really good
0: throne in there yeah, oh. yeah. All right. So then during the cesarean, are you, what's going through your mind? Just, I mean, it's a lot for both of you. It's kind of an emergency C-section mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point and um, Kate's shaking. Oh, I had the
1: shakes. Yeah. Remember. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Really bad. Really
0: it's, badly. it's not how you pictured it going um, for you. And are you, are you fearful? I thought, cause Kate was afraid.
2: Yeah I, yeah. I mean, I was certainly afraid as well. It just, at that point, Knowing that that was not the outcome we wanted, the, 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 certainly not the outcome at all that we wanted, and so far away from what we did want, that it was there was kind of a sense of inevitability about it for me. I had to say it, but it did feel like. If, if all things go wrong this is where it ends up and it just felt like as more events kind of unfolded you told them that the room almost sat on fire as well yeah <laughs> okay yeah sure sure so like after you've kind of dealt with all this you're like this can only go one way it's only headed in that direction kind of had a foreboding feeling that it was going to happen when it did end up happening um, it felt like it was going to be a quick thing it just wasn't quick and
1: clean. No. Quick and
2: clean, just like surgical and like done. Yeah. Next, get the next person
0: in. People talk break. about it so, like, matter of fact that yeah. I'm thinking about having one for this <laughs> bump over <laughs> here. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Sure. Um, so, when you heard her voice, her little cry,
2: what was that? Uh, really, I mean, relief because all you know when things are going that badly wrong, you start looking really down the road and going like, if she comes out and then there's a problem with the baby as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't know how, how well you're going to be able to handle that stuff. So when, when she cried loudly too, like kind of hysterically and quickly, I was so grateful that, that, that I knew that at least that part was going to be okay and they took her over to the table, they did the vitals on her real quick and everything seemed fine with her. But more than anything, I was, as soon as I got over that anxiety, just seeing her and her condition, that just seemed to continuously deteriorate on the table was that was more the thing that I was more concerned about. I was like, there is a woman here that is, she looks pretty close to death and <laughs> say, um, and I'm here going like, isn't she good? Look, honey, she has red hairs and she beautiful. <laughs> <peels. laughs> look, <laughs> you know, and she's kind of basically, that's your nose. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your nose hair. when you're not looking like yeah. you're about yeah. to right, die. Right, right. So, you know, I was still, I, I st- still didn't feel like we were out of the woods at that stage. Really? Um, I don't know, have you talked anymore any more about what happened in there. That I just
1: started bleeding. Yeah,
2: a lot of bleeding, a lot of blood, and then uh, we came back in, and they wanted to do another ultrasound because they thought maybe they hadn't gotten all of the uh, oh the, the placenta out. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, so that, there was a point where they said like you can take your mask off now, it's all okay, and she was like kind of calming down the shakes, it kind of started to disappear, and then there was like a flurry of activity. I get the doctor, and then the doctor came back in, and the someone was like, "Put your mask back on." <laughs> 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 um, it was just so, and then like talk of blood transfusions, and just I was just so grateful when we went to the recovery room, and mm-hmm. your mom came in, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: and yeah. we thought it was over.
2: I'm surprised
0: you're still not wearing the masks just for safety. You know, <laughs> I yeah. Know, at this
1: point, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's safe now. but
2: yeah, yeah, on. yeah.
0: Um. Did either of you prepare for a cesarean birth as part of your preparation for birth?
2: Not at all. I mean, I,
1: I didn't. No, well, how do you prepare for that?
0: I don't know. So, like, we have the episode on gentle cesarean. I don't know if you read it. Oh. I haven't mean, listened to it. Uh, it's my, not you a book. know I've
1: listened to every <laughs> single one. Um, but yes, yes.
0: So, I mean, just part of that, I think, in one way, everyone should listen to because he talks about what happens and what you're going to feel and why they're doing what mm-hmm. they're doing. And, and you know, in a more calm situation, choices that you would yes. have to make. So obviously, you couldn't make those choices because it was just important to get the baby out. Yeah. But to like wrap your head around, like, if this happens to like the fear that you had right. going into it, I think part of why we made that episode was so maybe it the would fear would be just... not so unknown.
1: Right. No, I, cause I, and I also have a lot. Well, like I said, my mom had four C sections. Um, I also have a lot of girlfriends that had to have C sections. So I knew about, like, I knew about the shakes because one of my girlfriends had them really badly. So there were things that I knew. But for some reason, I just was, I, I don't, I had this fear. I think it was just surgery, surgery because I've never had. Oh, that was I, your first Yeah, I've never spent time in a hospital before. Yeah, it was, I think it was just that. Um, You know, and there are so many things that could go wrong. I just, yeah, that freaked me out.
0: Is there anything in retrospect that you guys would have done differently?
2: Oh, man. Um, I don't know because it's not like we were in control of any of it. Well, first of all,
0: in terms of preparing (laughs) for all eventualities.
2: I have to say, as soon as it was
1: over and we kind of talked about it a little bit with each other and with other people that were there, I have always said I wouldn't do anything differently because we really did um, do everything in our power to make it as sort of peaceful and, um, I guess natural and easy for our baby to come out as possible. Um, and you know, I, I didn't feel like we made any bad choices with it. I feel like we did everything we could to be safe, um, and yet patient with, you know, the whole thing.
0: I feel like sometimes after the fact, once it turns into a cesarean birth, people look back and feel like, I wish I just would have done it from Yeah, Yeah,
1: some, someone said, a couple of people said that. My mom probably was like, you should have just done it. Um, but I didn't feel that way. I still don't. I mean, it was, because uh, who who knows, uh, the this, this C-section could have still been sort of as dramatic as it was. If it had been, if it had happened two days before, you
2: know. What I did find kind of interesting is, is Davy had run blood on you again. I think almost days before, or two days before we admitted into uh, the hospital, Mm -hmm. and uh, we got that blood result back when we had had the baby and we came back from the hospital, and she said that those the the, the bile salt levels had come down. Oh, interesting. So maybe maybe the nettles
0: weren't just making you feel better. Maybe they really were. Yeah,
1: they could have been working in 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 some way reversing
0: the process it's just even with your numbers coming down i think once you're tagged you're tagged because we don't know enough that's the thing we don't know enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what happened in your recovery
1: um so we came home and um what happened oh i think it was two days after we got home um was this the first thing that happened i was sitting on the couch and i just started
2: gushing blood what I think so yeah. yeah. from your incision? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, no, vaginally. Vaginal, but, uh, but it was. I thought it was hemorrhaging. It was so much, and I was like, call nine one one.
2: I think it was actually a few days after that because we'd had Mother's Day.
1: Oh yeah, so maybe it was like it four was a, yeah. Ago.
2: It was like a long enough time away from the hospital where because they they kind of preface your departure saying like you might pass some clots or some heavy bleeding.
1: But which which
2: insane. we kind of felt like we'd gotten past that. So this really came oh, as quite so it was a, a, a surprise. surprise. Was, yeah.
0: Was your tummy feeling better by then?
2: Uh, luckily, it was yeah, because I, I, would, I would, would have emptied my uh, <laughs> into my unders. <laughs> oh my
1: god! Yeah, Jamie had the keys. Jamie was uh, while it was because ha- it felt like it was going for such a long time that we all had my mom, Jamie, and I all had time to like discuss whether we should get in the car and go to the hospital because I was still bleeding, or if we should call nine one one. It was oh, really wow. scary, and then it stopped. And we we called our doctor, and and Jamie asked him, you know, is this normal? It was a lot of blood. It wasn't just like um, light, or it wasn't as you they describe it in the hospital. And he said, you're it's it's most likely just, you know, you're contracting and whatever. Um, but come in tomorrow, and I'll check you out. And thank God we did because when we went in to see him, he said, well, the bleeding is totally normal, but when he checked my stomach to check the incision i had this huge infection above the incision that had nothing to do with the actual incision just this like band of
0: like a skin infection
1: um he called it a stomach infection it was definitely internal oh it was internal Mm -hmm. and it was but it wasn't in the it wasn't thank god on the incision
0: oh so like antibiotics
1: um he he at the time he said i'm going to give you antibiotics but if they don't work in the next like two days because it was bad already at this point, it was super red and, like, um, pretty wide. Oh, wow. Um, you'll have to go back to the hospital. Oh, my goodness. Like,
0: oh, God. <gasps> you guys. That's so
2: crazy. Well, the baby also had jaundice. Oh, yeah, the baby had
1: jaundice, which yeah, is manageable, yeah. Yeah, yeah manageable.
0: Uh, how was breastfeeding? <laughs> tell me something went well. Did you tell no. me that you were,
2: you were leaking fluid as well? No, I didn't tell you that Leaking
0: that. fluid from where? <laughs> I'm
2: afraid <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <to have.
1: laughs> well, the next morning, um, yeah, I thought the – I thought the baby I was holding her and I thought she was having this is so vile, but I thought she was having yes. diarrhea on me. Okay. And so I brought her over to the changing table and put her down and was like, Oh, it's not her. I am leaking like a fluid from my stitches that popped. <gasps> and it was the it was my infection just leaking out of me, which I didn't know at the time. I thought I was yeah, he's vomiting over there. I genuinely almost. It was so disgusting. But the doctor said it was actually a good thing because otherwise they would have to.
2: Drain it for you, I
0: guess? Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, gross. You,
1: yeah,
0: I,
2: just, I was not prepared for those kinds of things no. to, to be happy. I'm almost afraid
0: to be here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, no.
1: Things are looking up.
2: Things are looking I
0: up. mean, you, you, you would never know any of this. <laughs> you guys look amazing. Honestly. Uh, you look calm, you look we're relaxed. We're actors, energy. we pretend. Yeah, 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 you're very yeah, great. Yeah. That's a
1: very good Well oh, she the baby's the baby is so healthy so and good, good that like that's all that matters. The whole time you're just you just keep saying, or we just kept saying, Thank God the baby's fine.
0: Up until this moment, all I saw was her feet. Oh yeah. On Instagram.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and now all you see is her red hair.
0: Oh my god, she's beautiful. Um how was breastfeeding? Um right.
1: the first couple of weeks were pretty easy actually. It was so exciting at the hospital when she sort of like crawled up towards uh, my boob and just started eating. I was like, Oh, it's what it's like what they say happens. Um and then two weeks later, um, our pediatrician noticed that she had a lip tie. So then we went in to uh, Dr. Pinto, who Doctor Chelsea Pinto. Who I had just I listened to her podcast with you. you did. Of course, uh, <laughs> And so we went to her, I specifically said, we got to go to her because she's great. Um, And she, yeah, she confirmed that the baby had a lip and tongue tie. And it was pretty, it definitely, she she suggested that we get it taken care of. And then ever since that procedure, it's been really, really challenging because she's relearning how to latch and um, yeah, I'm definitely having, I'm having a hard time with it. Oh no. It's killing me. I'm sorry. She's got, like, death grip. but
0: I thought you were going to say, yeah, we're things some peace. Oh, God,
1: yeah. I wish. No. Yeah, none of
2: these stories are going to end with that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they will, just not tonight. Eventually. Um, but
1: that one I'm still hopeful for. I'm still hopeful because it's been four weeks and everyone says, well, everyone says something different, but they say after six weeks, something shifts. Maybe it's the baby. Maybe it's your <laughs> Raw nipples. I don't know, but I'm like, I'm waiting for two weeks to pass.
0: Did I bring nipple butter in my bale, box?
1: I think you did. I think uh, there's nipple butter in there.
0: So we'll, all feel, <laughs> we'll all feel better <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. You do?
1: It's not all doom and gloom, though. It it does sound very dramatic, all of it, but once the, once the baby's out and like we're home with her and she's a little what? angel.
0: I've also been texting you a lot. Mm-hmm. And every time you send a text, even when you're like, "Oh well, I just have this little infection," but it was always like with some positive emoji <laughs> built into it, you know?
1: Up. Yeah, it was always
0: kind of your voice. You've been positive the whole time.
2: Were you just misreading? sarcasm or irony it could be, <laughs> it could be. I, did, I did
1: cry yesterday yeah, dr pinto's yeah. office like she was like how are you doing and i just burst out crying but that's I was just
0: happy for her that she didn't get electrocuted or anything like oh that that her
2: her, oh, was, oh, her laser didn't like <laughs> zap her hair <laughs> oh
1: my god
2: wow yeah we yeah. almost burned down the entire seat yeah.
1: Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a wild ride
0: how do you physically feel now
1: oh my god i feel so much better than i did before because the the lovely infection that I got is uh, almost healed. Um, Not completely, but um, I feel – I'm just so happy I can go outside and go for a walk and sort of like feel like I'm not just stuck on a bed or couch, which was really hard at first. Um, And I I feel like I can pick up the baby and, you know, that was the most challenging thing was at first when I couldn't even really to get out of bed and pick her up was definitely not smart, and I couldn't even do it. So now that I can do that, I'm so grateful for it. It's like, you know, little things like that are so exciting.
0: They're big things. Yeah, that's true. Do you, Does pregnancy feel like forever ago?
2: Um. um yeah, 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 it yeah. does, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there was life before going to Cedars, and then there was life after going to Cedars. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so it feels like. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And, and it's not Cedars' fault. No, you no, know, it's all. No, 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 no. I mean, most of moment. the uh, nursing staff there. I already uh, <laughs> called out
1: Susan how much we Yeah, she's there.
2: incredible, yeah. And uh, her team. You TV guys like
0: Susan so much that you labored for a whole extra <laughs> Yeah, so just so we could be see back her. back
2: on ship. Well, still. I was like, just hold it until it gets to 7 a.m. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he actually did say that. Yeah. In a supportive fashion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. No, nope. Because the real thing is so much cuter.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, I, um, any last thoughts from either of you guys? Any
2: last thoughts? I mean, I, I, I certainly think there's, like, something to be said about, uh postpartum like mother care in oh this country God, and just yeah. generally across the world it seems like they kick you out the hospital and then just kind of anticipate that you're going to know exactly what to do and how to, to handle these side effects or you know the result of surgery or latching and nursing and and uh, uh, jaundice and all these things that it just feels like a completely under uh, staffed infrastructure to take care of women who uh, and families and who who uh who are newly mothers. And, and we are and we
1: got so lucky because we have we have, we still have Linda Hanna, a lactation consultant who's amazing.
2: Breastfeeding 101. Yeah. She's given us yeah. some like horrendous stats. Horrendous, I mean, horrendous stats.
1: Yeah. But she also took care of the baby's jaundice mm-hmm. um cuz she had one of those Yeah, But we've had such incredible support between her and, well, you guys, you and Mm -hmm. your wife Mm -hmm. and Dr. Pinto, all of these people that um, I just sort of had that I could call to ask questions and things. And yet it still has been quite challenging. I just we think about all the other people that don 't have that and don 't have the resources
0: yeah I think there 's been a shift where maybe over a hundred years' time we went from living with our families on the village and on the family property, and you just you were around birth all the time you 're around feeding babies all the time, taking care of them all the time, and you were surrounded by your families, and they took care of you. Now we kind of moved away from the village, and we just go have this baby and come home. It sort of reminds me, I may have said it on here once before, I think ages ago I saw a a late-night TV interview with Will Smith, and he said something like, I think it was him, he says, I'm face blind, but I, <laughs> <laughs> he said something like, um, yeah, it was an amazing week. I got my first flat screen TV and also we had our first baby this week. And he said the contrast was unbelievable when he was buying the TV. Mm. Uh, the salesman just went on and on and gave him a thousand page manual on how to make sure that everything goes well with the TV and nothing bad happens to it and has longevity and how to care for it. And then with the baby, they were just like, OK, here, good luck. Mm. And that's really kind mm. of what it is. You mm. go home and you're freaking out. You're like, mm. what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And in your case, the recovery from surgery and all mm-hmm. these other things popping up. I think other cultures have it better than we do. They still support the mm. new family right. unit right. for like at least 40 I, days. Again,
1: we, I didn't even bring this up, but my mom had was planning on being with us for the first two weeks to do all of those things to help us figure it all out. She ended up staying because of everything that happened. She ended up staying five weeks, literally sleeping on a couch. Sleeping on a couch because our guest bedroom <clears throat> is under construction. Under
2: construction.
1: She she saved us in so many ways. Completely.
2: So, Shout yeah. out Kathleen Mara. <laughs> Shout out
0: mom. <laughs> She's a Rooney too.
1: That's true, Kathleen Rooney Mara.
0: All the Roonies. <laughs> Does the baby get a Rooney?
1: She's a no. I her middle name is Mara. Oh. Because her last name is Bell, like. Like her parents.
2: Like me. Maribel. Yeah. Yeah. There
0: you go. Maribel. Well, I think I should give you guys a little time alone. Get (laughs) out of your house.
1: Uh, Get out of here. Um,
0: I'm really grateful that you shared first your pregnancy story and then now your birth story, especially because it didn't go according to plan. And, um, there's so much physical healing that you're doing and so much, uh, I'm sure emotional healing from just the shock and trauma of not just that it didn't go how you planned, but there were all these kind of dramatic events that came up and, uh, you don't always want to just go public and share that. So I know that you're doing it because other people have these experiences quite frequently mm. actually. And, um, they feel alone. I know they feel alone because they write to us and mm-hmm. they tell us mm-hmm. that they feel alone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful that you shared your story because I know that it'll comfort people who listen to this and otherwise felt alone and thought it was just them. And um, you've helped them out. So thank you.
2: No, thank, thank you. Thank you also for what you do because I know like during kids' pregnancy, your podcast yeah. was like <laughs> the kind of your go-to yeah. right for, for your source of info and yeah. feeling supported and everything so thank you for i mean that. wait till you hear this episode <laughs> 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 all
0: right to our listeners thanks for being a part of our community for more pregnancy and parenting related media visit informedpregnancy.com
1: doctor doctor give me the news i got a
2: whole lot of questions for you